Is Ramondre Stevenson an RB1 for the rest of the year? More takeaways from Thursday Night Football and Thanksgiving Football on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBobless. And as always, I am joined by my fantastic co host, Marcus Mosier. You could give him a follow over at Twitter on Marcus underscore Mosier. And of course, give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe. Wherever you're listening in, check us out on YouTube because we're posting shows every single day there, except for Thanksgiving, which is in the, the rear view mirror, Marcus. And I I don't think we can talk about a Thanksgiving show. Like, obviously, there are two Thanksgiving traditions, one of them being football, but the other is eating until you're uncomfortably full. So tell me, what is the best uh, thing that you ate yesterday? What was your favorite item? Uh, I mean, it's either the apple pie or the green bean casserole. Uh, that was really green good. Bean casserole. Yeah, the, my uh, sister-in-law makes fantastic green bean casserole. Like the little, it's like the fried onions on top. So good. Uh, but I, I'm I, listen. I'm I haven't eaten at all since yesterday uh, at Thanksgiving. Like I'm still that stuff. So uh, I apologize if we, if we <laughs> sound bloated, look bloated today. Uh, Kate, what about you? <laughs> Um, you know what? I had so many good things, Marcus. I was telling you before the show, uh, you know, moved to Texas last year and since then have really enjoyed some solid Turkey, like the, the fried Turkey that exists in the state of Texas. Oh my goodness gracious. That is how you cook a Turkey, man. Uh, smoked Turkey, but that wasn't even my favorite. We had like corn casserole. We had amazing stuffing, uh, but I think the favorite thing that I had was the sweet potato casserole, which my cousin uh, makes every year. And she walked in uh, into Thanksgiving yesterday with her head hung low. And she said, it just doesn't look right. Oh, and you so know what? Fantastic. It was Dagnab, the best thing I've ever had in my life. Like uh, there was some issue with how the, you know, the little crumblies, the brown sugar yep. crumblies melted. Yep. No, it made it 10 times more delicious, and I'm on cloud nine. And you know what, Marcus? We got some good football yesterday. We got some great football, Kate. Like, all three games were really fun. Uh, So let's get right into it. We're going to go game by game, just some of our biggest dynasty takeaways. Let's start with Bills at Lions, 28-25. Really, really fun game. Uh, What was your biggest takeaway from this game? I mean, Jamal Williams continues to do his thing. I don't, um, you know, Marcus, I, I think that there's a really interesting prospect of like, what are the lions actually doing between, you know, Deandre Swift, Jamal Williams. I think that, you know, Jamal Williams still has this sort of firm grip on a red zone role. I think he looks fantastic in it. Um, I I don't think that Deandre Swift, like I I know there are concerns about his long-term you know, prospects with the team when Jamal Williams is seeing 15 plus carries every week. I feel like he's not fully healthy. I feel like that. I feel like they're limiting his touches based on health. So I actually like, I'm continuing to feed into this narrative that like, I think Deandre Swift's kind of a buy low, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that Jamal Williams is probably one of the best buy candidates for a win now team in all of football. Cause I, I feel like we're all excited. We're at this interesting point in the analysis of this backfield where nobody believes in Jamal Williams for real, but everybody's scared enough of Jamal Williams where they're no longer bought into Deandre Swift. So I actually think this is one of the most interesting value points for this backfield and I'll buy both of them. And what's crazy is Deandre Swift. If you look at the stats did not have a good game five for 19 on the ground, four for 24 in the passing game. But like he had a touchdown that was, uh, that was taken off the board after review. It was an absolutely amazing play. Uh, Then he had a, uh, a reception or a, a target that was at the one yard line that he just flat out dropped. Like he had a chance to have a really, really big game. I also think Kate with like this being a Thursday game and with his health being so up and down this year, I just don't think they wanted to give him a ton of work, but I actually thought he looked good. So I am encouraged long-term here. Another takeaway here, Amonra St. Brown just, continues to dominate and you know like this team feels like it's very much trending up i mean eighth and receiving yards uh like just flat out dominating 16th and targets and he's got such a high high ceiling um i i think we need to start putting more respect on amoner st brown's name what would you trade for him right now if he's on the trading block in your league because i think I, I don't even know if his price point has reached what it probably should be at this point. Yeah, I don't know either because in the nine games in which he played at least 20 snaps, there was a game against Dallas where he got hurt on the first drive of the game. Uh, those nine games, Kate, 712 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he's like good for almost 100 yards a game. Like it's it's unreal. Um, I, I, I don't think a first-round pick is enough to get it done, right? Because I just think he's locked in to this target volume. Uh, so I don't know. He's an interesting player. I'm going to keep an eye on some of the recent trades for him because he is somebody that I would like to trade for. We've we've just got such a big sample size now that whenever he plays, he's a lock to get six receptions for 75 yards every single week. So I'm I'm still buying And there's all of these options in this offense. Like, I think this is an offense that is actually trending in the right direction for real. You have Jamison Williams, who is uh, designated for return. It sounds like they gave him, you know, just the perfect amount of time for his rehab process. But, I mean, I think all of these pieces, uh, you know, make the, the overall outlook of this team, whether it be on the ground, whether it be through the air, you don't have TJ Hawkinson there anymore. There's going to be lots of targets. And I think that that, like fully bought in to, to all of these players. Uh, What, what player, if you could designate one of them as your top trade target in this offense, who's it going to be? Swift. Swift. Okay. I I just think, the talent is so immense, right? And it's just clear that he's not healthy and he's battling through some stuff. Like, and we saw it early in the year. Like, once he's healthy, he's uh, really, really fun. Uh, just really quickly on the Buffalo side, Gabe Davis continues to be one of the more frustrating players in fantasy, especially in dynasty leagues. You're waiting for a breakout. He had a monster game against Pittsburgh. He had a big game against Minnesota. But just too many clunkers, like four for 38 against Detroit, five for 68 against Cleveland. That's fine. Um, 
you know, he's going to be on pace for about a thousand yards this season, probably seven or eight touchdowns. But I don't think any week you have a lot of confidence that he's going to be somebody that's going to put a you know, a massive game. And it's not that you should be selling him or anything like that. It's just maybe not quite the breakout that we are expecting. I I said this heading into this season, right? Gabe Davis currently valued um, as wide receiver twenty six in bad. DLF rankings, not bad at all. I think that that actually feels like kind of a nice spot for a guy like Gabe Davis, who uh, not consistent enough to produce as a wide receiver one, not consistent enough to be a you know a, a true staple in your lineup. But I think he's a perfect accessory piece where. Sure. He's going to win you a few weeks. And I said this, I said this before the season kicked off. I would not be surprised if he finishes as high as everybody is expecting him to in this hype train, but it's going to be a bumpy road to get there. And I think that's just the nature of Gabe Davis. Yep. Uh, Again, not a bad season so far, just a little inconsistent. And I actually, now that you told me the price wide receiver 26, I think that's feels about right. He's only 23 years old. So give him some time. Still hope a lot of room to grow. All right, let's talk about our next game. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on. I can guarantee you any sport that you watch. This includes. Are you ready? NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in 30 states and over 30 states, excuse me, and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate, next game. Giants at Cowboys on Thanksgiving. This was a interesting game. The Giants led 13-7 to going into halftime. And then the Cowboys put together three straight uh, touchdown drives to end up winning this game. Your biggest takeaway from this game is? All right, I'm conceding. CeeDee Lamb is finally looking like the wide receiver that I didn't believe him to be. I'm I'm actually I'm waving my white flag. So my biggest concern coming into this season was that C.D. Lamb would not look like a true wide receiver one when given the opportunity. I was very concerned that we were very much overvaluing uh, C.D. Lamb. And I actually think so. He's he's been hanging in the top five for dynasty wide receivers. He's been just kind of sitting there like wide receiver four, wide receiver five over the last season. And I'm finally comfortable buying him at that price point. Like what he's showing on the field and it, you know, it's not necessarily been a consistent uh, production of like, you know, hundred plus receiving our yep. games. It hasn't been a, a consistent touchdown factory, but he's looking every bit like a true alpha wide receiver one. And on the season, 
he's he's going to be on pace for about 1300 yards, eight or nine touchdowns and 100-ish catches. Um which is fine, but what's really encouraging is how well he's played since Dak Prescott has returned to the lineup. In his last 5 games, 31 catches for 448 yards and three touchdowns. And as you saw on, on Thursday like kind of got robbed of a touchdown. Uh I mean he's on, he was you prorate that out, he's up to 1500 yards and you know, 10 touchdowns. He lost I, that touchdown because of one of the dumbest rules. One in of the dumbest football. rules in sports. Uh, but for what, those what, of you that didn't miss the fantastic catch, two toes, then a little bit of heel. Yep. And suddenly that that entire catch wiped out. Um, just like Marcus, I, I want to put some respect on his name because I do think he is worthy of that top five tag. Despite the fact that, like, I had immense concerns because heading into the season, Marcus had uh, what I think seven total uh, performances as a wide receiver, one or better. Like, yep. I, I think you know it, it's he's definitely starting to come into his own, and um, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Yeah, and I, I, he's never going to be Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup or the just because the Cowboys' offense doesn't function that way, right? And it's actually a good thing, like. In real life NFL terms, the Cowboys have the number one offense whenever Dak is on the field because they spread the ball around to everybody, right? Michael Gallup gets targets, the four tight ends on the roster. But CD has been getting somewhere between, you know, nine and 11 targets a game, and he just needs to be efficient on those targets. So if you're expecting a Justin Jefferson thing to happen soon or Jamar Chase, not going to happen, but efficient, 85. 100 yards a game, pretty decent shot of a touchdown, six, seven receptions. That's what CD could do for you. And how about this uh, Cowboys backfield? Very interesting. We saw Tony Pollard still um, have more rushing attempts, had two more rushing attempts than Ezekiel Elliott in this game. Was actually less efficient. Zeke put up uh, 92 rushing yards and a Mm -hmm. touchdown on 16 rush attempts. But Interesting to see another week past this Ezekiel Elliott injury, and we are still seeing Tony Pollard so heavily involved in this game. It feels like it's going to be the plan for the rest of the year, where some games Pollard might get some more touches. There'll be other games where the Cowboys are grinding out the clock and Zeke gets more touches. But I think the days, Kate, of this being a 75-25 backfield are gone, right? Tony Pollard's just too good of a player to only get him seven or eight touches a game. Like, I think this is – Pollard deserves to be have a big role in this offense. I mean, about time. Like, <laughs> about time. It, it, it's shocking that it took them this long, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what, what took them so long, but I think in their quest for a potential spot uh, in, in contention for this Lombardi trophy – it's the right recipe, 100%. Uh, okay, what about any takeaways on the Giants side of things? You know, I it's so hard to watch the Giants and come away with actual uh, tangible notes outside of Saquon Barkley. Like, what is this team's identity? I, I don't – I still don't know, Marcus. Like, what makes this, you know, Giants offense the Giants offense – I mean, it's Saquon Barkley, but even in this game, just had 11 rushing attempts, like didn't uh, necessarily like establish the run. Like 
there's no true alpha wide receiver. We know Odell's coming back for a visit. Uh, you know, super interesting that this was the showcase of, you know, what probably will be the landing spot yep. for Odell Beckham Jr. But like, I think the reason I'm having such a hard time evaluating any of the individual assets on this team, it's because I don't, I don't understand what their identity is. And right now it feels like their identity is probably Brian Dable. And then we're yep. going to figure out the rest maybe next season. Yeah. Even Saquon in this game, 11 carries for 39 yards and a touchdown uh, average 3.5 yards of carry four for 13 in the receiving game. He actually dropped a pretty big third down play. It's just, you can't start anybody in this offense with any kind of faith other than Barkley. And you're just, ba- ba- you know, doing that basically on talent and knowing that he's going to get a lot of touches, but yeah, it's, it's just an offense that needs to be totally rehauled this off season. And I'm sure they will. Uh, let's get to the final game. But before we do that, we want to tell you about simply safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on dynasty listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Simply Safe is home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. And they even have hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 per day less than half the price of ADT's traditional, professionally installed system. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/lockdownnfl. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Kate, let's uh let's talk about this Bills, or sorry, this Patriots Vikings game that was actually a lot of fun. Uh, your biggest takeaway from this game is um let's let's call the refs uh MVPs of the <laughs> what a just a Minnesota Vikings game. Yeah. It was it was a rough rough game but um I think the biggest takeaway let's I first talk about Justin Jefferson who's just an absolute king man like Broke the record for uh, most receiving yards through a player's three uh, first three seasons. And he's still got a, a good chunk of the season left to absolutely continue to dominate. Like in that record, uh, in, in chase of that record, he passed by a lot of ho- Hall of Fame wide receivers. He is far and away wide receiver one. And I just want to continue to shout that from the rooftops because – He's he's so clearly put that divider between him and the rest of the competition. Can we talk uh, about Ramondre Stevenson? Yes. Because yes, that's what we that, led the show with. Um, yes. I mean, didn't do much in the ground in this game. Uh, seven for 36. But he caught nine passes for 76 yards, Kate. Uh, since week three, he has 47 receptions. He's averaging 5.2 receptions per game. Yeah, uh, been kind of ridiculous, <laughs> kind of ridiculous. In the last five games, has had at least 50 or more receiving yards in four of those last five games. Like, just absolutely dominating from a target perspective. He's taken over that role. Um, and the beauty is, like, for as much volatility as there's been between 
him between Damian Harris, who's going to get, you know, first and second down work. Like it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter that doesn't matter. there's and, that volatility because and of now that. Damian Harris is banged up. He left this game with a, a thigh injury was seen limping in the locker room. I think it's the Ramondre show the rest of the way. Uh, in those last five games that, that we've played Marcus, do you know, uh, Ramondre Stevenson's 17 game pace? If we were just to extrapolate from the last five weeks, uh, I do actually because I looked it up earlier today. Uh, just under a thousand receiving yards. Yeah, Marcus. I mean that's ridiculous. Well, you know what's crazy is you, if you look at since just week three, right? His his last nine games, Kate, he's at nine hundred and sixty one total yards in his last nine games, and now I think he's going to get even more work. And if you're in a PPR league and it's basically a lock that he's going to get you nine points in the passing game alone. I think he's like a legitimately, legitimately an RB1 the rest of the season. Yeah, I think there's really not not much of a question about that, especially like the he, he almost feels like he's kind of officially taken over that that James White role. But well, the beauty James is White he has plus, so much right? more. Yeah, he has so much more upside on the ground. And I love what's, it. I, what's I love also it. interesting is that on the broadcast, uh, I think it was – Tony Dungy was mentioning they were talking about the best players on the team and Bill Belichick basically told them in the pre-show meeting that Ramondre is one of our most trusted guys on this roster. And I think he's one of the better players on the team. So I don't think they're going to have any problem at all riding Ramondre Stevenson the rest of the way. And that should be fantastic news for fantasy owners. Well, let's also talk about the fact, Marcus, you said like, you know, with this Damian Harris injury, which He's been kind of banged up on and off all all off season or all of this season, but let's talk about the fact that he's a free agent in 2023. Yep. Like this backfield, you know, especially for how much Bill Belichick and this coaching staff trust Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I mean, I think you should probably be looking at Ramondre with uh, as, as a guy with you know RB one potential. Like you don't have to pay RB one pricing just yet, but before we get to that point where everybody kind of has that realization that, oh my God, Damian Harris is going to be out of town. This is going to be an absolute just yep. explosion. Like go by Ramondre Stevenson 100%. right now. And I'm willing to pay, a, let's say a, a second plus. Easily. Easily. Without even thinking. Yep. Um, all right. Promotion, commotion time. Kate, I'm going to give you some options here. I, I just want your, your initial thoughts without even thinking. I am in a two-quarterback league, and these are the quarterbacks that are currently available in free agency that I need to pick up. I need <laughs> to pick up one. Who are you riding with? Mike White, Kyle Allen, Bryce Perkins, or Sam Darnold? Oh, Marcus. Marcus. Um, I'll go with Kyle Allen. Ugh. Oh! I'll I, go with Bryce Perkins. Can you like tell me tell me what you're thinking? Let me see if maybe there's uh, maybe I should be rolling uh, uh, with. It, it with limited Bryce. action last week. He had five carries for 39 yards. I just think against the Chiefs team, that's probably going to be up. He's going to have a lot of dropbacks. He's probably going to get to you 50 rushing yards, and that just gives me a really big you know base of a floor or you know of a floor there. And I don't know if White Allen or Darnold give you that. I I don't know that that any of these guys give me the floor I want, but I, I do get it. You need, you need somebody in those two quarterback super flex leagues. 
Um, I, I want to start the show off promoting a guy that was kind of demoted to the bench on his own team. Uh, let's talk about Elijah Moore. Speaking of these backup quarterbacks that we're mm. going to see in action, we'll see Mike White against the Bears. Uh, the Jets have officially benched Zach Wilson, but let's roll with Elijah Moore this week. I am 100% confident rolling out Elijah Moore. I, I think we'll get him in some action in the slot. Since this whole debacle, uh, like to start the season, Elijah Moore was playing a lot on the outside, mm-hmm. um, primarily. And since we've actually seen him back in the action, um, he's been primarily playing most of his snaps out of the slot. And this week they get cornerback Kyler Gordon uh, of the Bears, who's allowing the third most yards after the catch, third most receiving yards uh, out of the slot. Passer rating of 117 when covering players in the slot. Like, I think this is a really nice bounce back game. I think they're going to try to put uh, you know, some emphasis on quelling the concerns of the receivers in this locker room. And I, I think Elijah Moore has a perfect opportunity to be a part of that. I agree. Uh, we, I'm going to also mention Kyron Williams just because the Rams released uh, Darrell Henderson earlier this week. I think that's somebody to keep an eye on. Um, I, I feel like this is too obvious, but Samaje P. Ryan, right? I think you obviously have to start him this week, especially if Joe Mixon can't go. But do you want a really, really gross one? Like, how gross are you ready? Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm feeling pretty gross as a human right now after all I've eaten. So, like, why not just pile it on, Marcus? Get it? Let's let's get gross. Kind of like Jordan Aikens, tight end this week for the, the Houston Texans. I, I think his game is going to mesh well with Kyle Allen. Uh, he, he's been playing a lot. If you need a tight end and you're in a bad spot because you had Darren Waller or you had Kyle Pitts, kind of like Jordan Aikens a little bit this week. Uh, I I don't hate it. I actually think uh, Jordan Aikens, like I, I was prepping most of this offseason for a Jordan Aikens breakout and and was a little bit, uh, a, a little bit bummed when we didn't get it, but the benching of Davis Mills could mean could mean something, Maybe. right? Like it it could mean something. Um, I I don't hate that at all. All right. Uh, are we? Do you have any more? Or are you good? I, I want to give like a little little mini shout out. Like this is literally in case of emergency, break glass. But uh, figured let's let's just quickly shout out Travis Homer, who gets the sure. Raiders, uh, allowing the most receiving yards to opposing running backs in the NFL right now. Travis Homer like hasn't gotten a ton of work, but we have seen him uh, rank second behind uh, Kenneth Walker in terms of routes run by the running mm-hmm. back position. Um in recent weeks. So I, I think there's going to be some opportunities there if they fall behind at all. I think it's going to be perfect for game script, but play into those, uh, those weaknesses of the Raiders and see what happens. Absolutely. The Raiders run defense is absolutely putrid. So Travis Homer, Kenneth Walker, both those guys could produce pretty easily this week. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your long, extended weekend, and we'll see you guys right back here on Monday.